Java, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Many boats and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast where we discuss and celebrate everything from the Star Wars galaxy and much, much more. Every generation is a legend. Every legend is a podcast. And this is ours. I am your host, Brian Sillam, and joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And Captain Matt Romano. Greetings. Right away. Starting right in. Curious to get some thoughts from you both on something. It's not Star Wars news, but it is Star Wars adjacent because it involves good friend of the show, Harrison Ford. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. I think I I I have um, You might remember him. From Star Wars, he had a small role as Han Solo. Yeah, it was a really, uh, um, it really was like a little indie role before he really made it big. It was a you know, cameo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's uh, yeah. heard of him. You know, it's a deep cut. But yeah. with the cool hair, you know. Yeah, he had good hair. Yeah. He did. Yeah. But uh, Harrison, do you? Do, the, the, I might as well ask him. Harrison, do you mind if I I talk about this? Um, I don't care. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Yeah, he doesn't so care. So yeah. he's officially joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ooh. In the role of General Thunderbolt Ross, he is confirmed to appear in Captain America New World Order, which is the fourth one alongside Anthony Mackie, now as Captain America, fully in the role. This is bittersweet, at least for me, because he's taking over the role from dearly departed William Hurt, Mm -hmm. who has passed on. He was previously played the character in multiple movies, really popped up for a scene here and there as Thunderbolt Ross. Oh, yeah. That is hardly the career of William Hurt. He's just... Amazing, yeah. In so many things, and I, I will so point things. out for for more casual fans who don't know immediately the name Thunderbolt Ross because it's it's General Ross, oh. who's the gentleman yeah. who, if you look at movies like uh, Captain America: Civil War, he is the one to deliver the Sokovia Accords. He is the one yeah, yeah. sitting down and saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna put a, a a cap on all of this," and then he's the one who sets a lot of that off. Just for context, in he case tells, anyone he needs tells Rhodey to to arrest them all yes. in Infinity War. There we go. He's in Black Widow. He's the one that she's you know on the run from in the beginning. He represents the government. He's the big bad. Yeah, my favorite General Ross scene uh, is actually one of the, the first post credit scenes in the MCU, and it was after the the first yeah, Hulk in, in movie, Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk, when he's playing drunk General Ross, which yes. is hilarious. Reload, yeah, reload, <laughs> reload, reload. Like Stark, <laughs> he always wears such nice suits. Genius. You should talk. Um, yeah, but I love Great when scene. they brought him back, and yeah. I and I'm still holding hope they could bring him back, and they're bringing back Abomination, and they're bringing back Tim Blake Nelson. Maybe there's some hope for Liv Tyler. I don't know. There's a lot happening. Well, and there and there was a little. There was a rumor that Ed Norton was going to show up in the She-Hulk finale. Yeah, I saw that too. It's, that was originally <laughs> that in was the like mix. A and looking at that finale, yeah. I could see it because that finale was insane in all the right ways. Well, and if they do Secret Wars <laughs> and it's like all these crazy like interpretations yeah. of characters coming out, what if Ed Norton comes out and his I Hulk? I mean, is we there? don't want to build this up again into it. <laughs> Tom Cruise isn't in there. He's a Iron Man in Multiverse of. Man. Madness. Um, we, you know, now Secret Wars is going to be the next version of yeah. that. Yeah, totally, absolutely. 
But yeah, Harrison Ford as Thunderbolt Ross. I think we are all we're all surprised that that Harrison Ford agreed to do this. Yeah. I am because I I thought that you know I they did he didn't confirm it, but I thought Indiana Jones Five, which I cannot wait for. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I think we're all excited. I'm so excited for it. It's just for so many reasons. It's that is going to be John Williams' last movie. He's saying he is a fit now. He's not just retiring from Star Wars, he's retiring fully with Indiana Jones 5. It's a good one to go so, out on. And I thought, well, that's going to be, you know, how much more does Harrison Ford going to want to do? But also, I mean, I'm just, you know, John Reese davies is back in that. It's going to be so good. Um, I, no matter what it is, I'm going to love it. But it, it's theory, this is not just a one-off character because the Thunderbolts, the movie, is coming. He is, as his name suggests, a part of that. So this could be multiple movies. Mm, and yeah. I'm also interested if if they're – Caitlin, do you think they're going to do like when Don Cheadle replaced Terrence Howard? He just comes in and says, look, it's me. I'm here. Deal with it. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, don't, I feel like there's not even going to be an acknowledgement. I feel like no we're all mer- just supposed no to – No multiverse stuff. No, and I think – because I think we're going to get enough multiverse stuff that yeah. we just, you, you know, we're just going to – we're just going to move on. Move on. Nothing yeah. to see the here. Multi, the multiverse saga. So it's just it's just like he'll have the he'll have the mustache. Yeah. Though. Oh yeah, he's um, gonna have the whole mustache. You have going. to. And at, Matt Matt Romano, at some point, do you think he'll say to someone, "Get off my plane"? <laughs> Get off my plane. <laughs> you know, you beat me to it. I hope so. <laughs> and delivers Get on off a, my queen. Really mean, you know. <laughs> uppercut or something. <laughs> oh, or just I mean, if they go the whole route, and make him Red Hulk. That would be something. But um, wow. But, it's, sad, it's still sad that, that losing William Hurt, but Harrison for just joining the MCU, that's something I never thought would would happen. I, I also, I'd be remiss if, we, we haven't checked in with, with her in a while, so I want to ask Caitlin, if, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask your mom. Oh, um, please, What please. she thinks about oh, yeah, Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Um, so we'll just check in. Caitlin's mom, um, thoughts about Thunderbolt Ross? I would like to see more of that character. Yeah. All right. Well, that seals it. Yeah. No, that's it. Um, yeah. Voice Han of the people. Solo, really. Indiana yeah. Jones, Rick Deckard, and now the MCU. Yep. So who knows what's next? Um, <laughs> not in the MCU at all is a guest who's staying, who has stayed with Caitlin this whole past week. Um, reprogrammed Imperial interrogator droid AZ-00, also called a zoo. A zoo. I, I have not heard a peep about what's been going on over there and I'm really curious to hear so Azu, how's it been going? Uh, yeah you know, it's good, it's been going good uh, Kaylin is a you know, a nice home um, it's, you know, you know there, there's, she has a really nice roommate and uh, she knows how to set a table and, yeah, um, it's weird because I don't have a table, but, you know, you know that's... I, fl- I float at it. You know, I like being <laughs> a part of things. Um, I feel like we got along really well the first day, and that I've been sensing hostility ever since. But, <laughs> I don't know where you'd be getting that from, Az. I don't know where you'd be getting that from. you do you if you're a hostile person just nice over the microphone. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Kayla yeah. doesn't have a table. Well, like, so, so I, she's good at true. setting. I, I do not. I do yeah. not have a table. Well, so. no. We mostly it's TV dinners on the couch. Ooh, TV dinners. <laughs> I think it's called BIF. What is that show? Nine one one. I I F B I I B F. Irritable bowel 
FBI, nine one one, nine one one, or SVU, yeah. or any of the weird. Oh, SVU season fourteen. A lot of procedurals. Oh, yeah, a lot of procedurals yeah, in this you know, household. Yeah, yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. how, she, how she's thinking about it, but 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 for me, yeah, okay. Um, I'm enjoying it. I mean, okay. Well, Azu, Caitlin, how, how has it been with Azu? It is it's another three weeks to go. Uh, yeah, I forgot that you guys had programmed him to stay with me for this long. Um, <laughs> yeah. I actually have yeah. an additional house guest uh, this week. Good good friend of the show and very long-term friend of mine, uh, one Devin, uh, oh. who is, has been one of my oldest friends for about 15 years. So... Um, she's getting yeah, the, the, the full so- as the full as experience. <laughs> yeah, that's it's not going to work out. Um, you know, she 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 said you know called me a talking basketball earlier. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't know what a basketball is, but yeah. but you know, uh, you, you know, Devin, if I remember correctly, is the friend who who said that in real life, Caitlin would leave. Uh, Brian, both you and Matt to die in the woods <laughs> in a survival situation. I do remember and that. I, yeah. I, I, uh, know, yeah. I, I don't know if that's true, but yeah. anyway, you do you, Caitlin, if you want to leave him to die. You know, it's two less people breathing air. Um, Caitlin would never do so. that to me. That's ridiculous. All right, so you maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's 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 more than enough of you for one for like six episodes. So just float we'll on. Be yeah, with me the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was getting annoying. Is it? Get annoying. Go hang out with Devin, please. Um, <laughs> Caitlin, how how is it though? Now that he's not here, it's, 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 it's we're working on it. It's a it's we're a gonna, yeah, it's a day to day situation, boys. Yeah, that's. See, what are we gonna do? We ended the re- the you know all the the skits, but we we still got the ball. What are we gonna do? We, we can't get rid of them. I believe I was the one who asked you that when you had the idea to keep that bit going, Matt. But that's for another time. We uh, we're recording. On October 19th, 2022, and we're ready to jump into episode 7 of Andor. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. But before we do, let's toss it to Caitlin for a little news on the march. News on the march. Why, thank you, Brian. Uh, So, all six shorts in the first season of Tales of the Jedi <gasps> are out now. Out. No? No. Oh. In a week. <laughs> in a week. Oh. Saw so many tweets of people enjoying it that they thought it was out. No, they they had, oh. those are advanced. Oh, yeah. great. Good good yeah. for those everybody. Are, those are advanced, advanced, advanced screeners. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the okay. resentment. Yeah, yeah. So uh so this this premieres on October twenty sixth. So we got we got a, a, a week from now. Of course, there are, I'm sorry, Caitlin. The script says September 26th. It does say September so, 26th, but I also I know that. I know that it is October 26th because see, <laughs> Brian, the way that wrote ta- the script obviously yeah. doesn't know the what month that, it is. The way that time works is that that we're going forward when we say it's a week from now. So um, yeah, 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 you know, it's weird mm, how that works. However, yeah. uh, the the details of uh, of the show we have three episodes on Ahsoka, mm-hmm. three on. Dooku. Dooku. Eh. Uh, <laughs> so I mean we're gonna get we're gonna get that on the same day as Andor. So there will just wow. be a Star Wars overload. I, I don't know how we're gonna I don't know how we're gonna survive. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a big Wednesday. It's gonna be good like two hours of Star Wars. Yeah. Well, I I don't know how long these are. <laughs> how long are these? The yeah. people you could check your Twitter and look at the people that have seen them already. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> listeners should make up your own minds, but if you care about things like initial reaction, it's really positive. And yeah. yeah. People seem oh, to yeah, really no, enjoy no, them. Just, I, I kid. I kid. It's positive. Of course it was going to be positive. Kids, this looks but, beautiful. But not really. Yeah, um, I want no, copies, the, the, yeah. The animated, the spirit of the Clone Wars is, is strong. You get like people like Janita Gavankar back in addition to Ashley. And for listeners, I was not ranking on Caitlin. I accidentally wrote September in the script because I'm a moron. Caitlin did nothing wrong. That was, <laughs> we didn't have to tell anybody that. You, know? you didn't. I just fully, I just I don't fully was going to. I I'm ranking on her here. I was going <laughs> to let it. you get away with it. You didn't have to bring it up, you know? No, I'd rather take responsibility for it than have people think that I'm ranking on Caitlin. <laughs> We don't need that kind of fan mail, you know. There we, we go. We don't need yeah, is, why are you ranking on Caitlyn? There we go. I don't need that. Anyway, so Caitlin, aside from um, October 26th and the same day as Andor, aside from getting excited, what else should we do? Uh, watch it? I, I, watch I, it? What, am I missing something? No. No? Okay. No, yeah. you can say nothing. Then nothing. Been- <laughs> uh, enjoy your life. It's the end of October. Halloween is almost here. What is everyone oh, being yeah. for Halloween? If you, yeah, that, there's some news on the march. Are <laughs> either of you... No, oh man, the the good doctor is not going to like that we're talking about this and the news <laughs> oh, we're on the We're jumping march. around. We're jumping around. Now yeah. we're on the Halloween. Yeah, but right, Halloween we'll is news. news. Caitlin, yeah. wrap up news on the march and then we'll talk about that. And this okay, has been News on the March. Ah, see, okay, very now clear now. A, this is a clear transition. A little, yes, absolutely. A little side, side panel. Are do either of you have Halloween costumes picked out and uh, are they Star Wars related, Matt Romano? Uh, sadly, you know, I, I, this is the first time in a long time that I'm a little behind on Halloween and I don't really have a costume. I'm more, you know, concerned about my son's costume or costumes. Well, um, that so, is, that is a priority as a parent. Yes, that absolutely makes as a sense. parent. Yes. And it's, it's more fun, you know, to like make him, you know, would I don't you know, like to funny. share with us what he's going to be? Absolutely. He's going to be Groot. I am Groot. He loves the uh, the little Groot shorts, the I Am Groot shorts on Disney Plus, and that he is, uh, is asked to be Groot. I haven't Adorable. watched those. Are they fun? They are fantastic. I absolutely your recommend. Your son likes them. I'll probably it's probably right. I love them fun. too. I, I don't want to ruin. It. There's one moment in one of them where it, like I got a real serious laugh out of like. Caught okay. me off guard, right. and I was like, "So, what are you just like going to get bark from a tree outside and just take <laughs> you, know, it to my, you know, <laughs> my uh, the Twilight wife is making the costume, so I don't know. <laughs> so She's you'll let you'll plan. let her uh, uh, Twilight <laughs> wife. Is so, so but, I mean, that could easily in another year he could just it's like he could be an ent next year. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I, now I'm thinking, <laughs> do I want to be Star Lord? You know, that's the big question. Like, do I really want to like you know? Do you want to be, be Chris oh. Pratt? Who? Well, or, you know, well, or, you know, if yeah. If they'd gone with, with Glenn Howerton, yeah. like they were almost going to, then, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's, he, I, I, I do, we don't need to get into the Chris Prattery, but I do, no. I do like him as Star-Lord. Oh, he's I great do, Star-Lord. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, um, could be worse. Kate, Caitlin Ann Bush, <laughs> always over, always not overdoing it, but always doing it, doing it, and doing it right for Halloween. <laughs> What's on the Caitlin Ann docket? For this year, uh, well, me and my my wonderful roommate are doing a costume that we've talked about doing for a very long time. We are going to be Grace and Frankie. Frankie, you're a complete disaster. 
You do realize I have a knife in my hand. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. We, we talked about this on the show. We're sure we haven't talked about this yet. <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea. Uh, How do I know this? But, yeah, but that's but, amazing. Uh, been on the show. Well, I mean, we've been talking oh, yeah. about doing it for years, but I'm going to be uh, Jane Fonda. I'm going to be Grace. So that's I get to amazing. dress like a coastal grandmother. Yes. Uh, see, see, Matt, this is just paving the way for us next year to do Kaminsky Method. <laughs> What? Okay, yeah. You play Kaminsky and I play the method. I don't know what the hell that show is about. I just know that. That's um, sure. Yeah, that no, sounds. I'm going to no. go with it. Yes, that's correct. Matt, do you already have the the 25 uh, yard skeleton outside? Uh, you know, the 12 foot skeleton absolutely is up. Skeleton. You know, it's been Good. up since the oh, start of spooky season. Foot. Oh, you yeah. put you put it out. Oh yeah, it goes out right away. Spooky since the start of spooky season or spooky season. The the latter one, the second the one. The latter. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you are you all on Halloween night going to rewatch Terrifying Tales? I cannot say that I will. <laughs> considering that Halloween is a Monday. It's not going to be a Halloween. You're not going to fire up on the. It's not a new horror classic. <laughs> well, considering that a new episode of Nine One One is airing that night. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the. See uh, the Halloween episode of Rescue Nine One One or whatever that no, show I'm, is. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not. I'm yeah. not sure. But uh, it is a Monday. So. It's Halloween and it's trouble at the hospital. <laughs> got, uh, there was that's, Brian. That's what are, the show? Brian, Somebody what are you found Toro Calican in their candy bars. And oh no, <laughs> you're really on this Toro Calican thing this week, are you? This is a I, sickness, you know, Matt. It's a, you need it's to go to the sickness. hospital. I do. You do. need to call nine one one. Is that what you need me to do? Yeah, you would know the number. What did I will you? get yeah. Angela Bassett Matt, the, to your house. The line, Matt, you need to go to the hospital, should have been said on this show years ago. <laughs> what hospital? Pick one. Sure, Brian. Whatever. Are you dressing up for Halloween, my friend? Um, I'll probably do the bare minimum, like I always do. I'll throw like a tweed on and be either the eleventh or the twelfth doctor. Nothing wrong with that. Grab, grab one of my Sonic. One of my many sonic screwdrivers over here, <laughs> and none of the children will know who who the hell I am. But we'll know. Don't have a beard, so it's we don't get any trick or treaters um, mm. wh- where I am. It, it just sounded really dark. It's like <laughs> where, all the children are kept. gone. It's Ever since those kids were killed that Halloween, <laughs> here in the darkness, here in the darkness, here even in Jamie, the darkness. Even Jamie Lee Curtis couldn't save them. Yeah, no. So it's just going to be me and my best friend. She tried twenty two times, but hanging out. And he's like, "You will not be giving out Halloween candy this year." Um, I don't. That's my awful Charles dance. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, that's our Halloween show. That, there, right there. There you go. Show. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, that's this year's yeah. turn. With, uh, none of us. Uh, you know what? I could go. I, I have the hood. I could just go as Vanne. You should. Tony, you could. You could. You should. Vanne. Do it. You should. Well, with that. With that. That's Halloween. Caitlin, thank you. We're going to charge into episode seven of Andor. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Now, this episode is brand new, and we don't want to spoil you for any of it. So be warned, we're about to get into severe spoiler territory. Werner Herzog is still not here. He's mad at us. Um, Let's just say the negotiations have have gone bad. They've gone bad. They walked out. His side walked out. Our people are upset. The union, the mediators were fighting at one point. Yeah. So now there are mediators for mediators. A lot Guys, of hurt feelings. Bad. Yeah. Sounds um, about right. There's a lot of hurt feelings. They've got hurt feelings. Um. And so I don't know. But here's here's the problem. The the worst part of this is compliance is now forcing someone on me. Oh no. Mm. Um. Someone I'd usually never allow. What did you guys to do on this show? 
as penance for a, 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 a very funny Halloween meme that Matt posted <laughs> oh, a couple couple days wait, ago. Who's the compliance that is forcing this? Yeah. Oh, and it's because of, no. well, we spoke them into existence last week and now they're here. Got but because it, of this hilarious meme, um, <laughs> this now is being forced on me. Um, oh, my this God. Because is at this person's expense. So, oh, no. <sighs> listeners, I'm done? sorry. And I'm sorry myself. to myself, quite I frankly. I blame you, too. The sound the spoiler klaxon <laughs> this week is direct from season one of The Mandalorian, Toro Calican. Ugh. Wow, what a legend-looking man, Toro Calican. I'm so great. When getting a hole blown in me, I'm a little wormy and annoying as oh just like spoilers are. So sound the spoiler clacks, and that's right. I'm Toro oh Calican. What is that, Caitlin M. Calican, bitch? Wow, more annoying than I remember. Um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Somehow, Get out of here. Somehow it got worse. Uh, <clears throat> there's a clear order in which to watch Star Wars Andor Season 1, Episode 7. And then listen to our podcast. All right, beat it, Calican. <laughs> get out of here. Out. Right now. Out. No, you did. The you door did is over there. Get the blue microphone. Leave my leave my house now. How did, how did the show come to Fucking this? Beat it. <laughs> this is your fault, Matt. Really? You made yeah, a total Calican place. meme. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. I think he's gone. He just, and he just. He <laughs> it was a funny meme. What do, I, what do you want he, from he me? He left it, it ajar. So thanks, Matt. Yeah. Here we go again. Punch it. We've all done terrible things on behalf of the rebellion. Wouldn't you rather give it all at once to something real? Andor season one, episode seven, released on Disney Plus on October nineteenth, twenty twenty-two. That's right. I know what month it is. Oh, hey. there you go. Yeah. And I'm not ranking on Caitlin. Directed by <laughs> Benjamin Caron and written by Stephen Schiff. Don't call it a heist. Call it an announcement, which is what everyone now thinks this heist was. Going to get right into it. Big connection in this episode is that it actually brings in the character of Colonel Ularen. I was so excited when I saw, thanks to back to watching it with with my beloved subtitles, it said Ularen. And I was like, (gasps) it was so wonderful. It was so wonderful, for me at least. Uh, played here by Malcolm Sinclair, as we've previously talked about him. Fans will remember Admiral Ularen from many, many episodes of The Clone Wars, voiced by the great Tom Kane, who also does the narrator, Yoda, and several other characters. Then he played Colonel Ularen in one episode of Rebels, and around that time, and that's when they had him joining the ISB. He's also retroactively said to be in A New Hope. There's a guy with a similar mustache and a white uniform in one scene, and they've said, yep, that's you, Lauren. Love it. Um, so, But here he is. He's talking, and the Emperor is his direct report, and he's per- him being personally involved here at the head of the ISB is not good, I, don't, I think. Um, thoughts on you, Lauren, entering the drama and what it might mean? Caitlin M. Bush. Well, as we see in the episode, it's this this insane increase in the the oversight that the empire is having they make a point of saying you know wherein we might have let some crime quote-unquote crime uh be overlooked in the past now we are going to 
to double, triple, quadruple the the punishments that we're going to lay out. The laws are going to be that much harsher. And it's, as as is pointed out in the episode, it is uh, the the thing that instead of slowly tightening their grip on everyone over time to the point where no one acknowledges that the grip is being tightened at all because everyone is uh, compliant, at this point, they're going to tighten it so hard, so fast that this is how rebellions are created and how they succeed because you anger so many people so quickly all at once. Indeed. And people are now going to pay attention. And as we find out, that is exactly what Luthen wants. It's what Miro is worried about. She's the only one that's like, you know, this actually isn't a good thing. And hope you don't want your religious festivals on your planet to take place anymore because they ain't allowing them. Nope. Anymore. They're not going to let there's not going to be another eye festival. There's not going to be another fountain day at Ithaca College. Uh, <laughs> Matt Romano there, as Caitlin says, they're tripling down on on crime prevention, because as we know, triples makes it safe. Triples makes it safe. Now, triples is best. Thoughts on this, Matt Romano. Yeah, my thoughts are uh, the you know, the, this reminded me that line about like tightening their grip reminded me of what Princess Leia says in A New Hope. And it's the more you tighten your grip, the more star oh. systems will slip through your fingers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So this is kind of like the beginning That's of a that good point. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is kind of the beginning of that. And then, and then back to you, Lauren. It's just interesting that he's coming in to kind of set this all in action because he was this guy that we thought was good and was, you know, uh, you know, served the Republic and fought with the Jedi. But now that we've seen that he's stuck around after Order 66 and, you know, is he a good guy still or has he been drinking the Kool-Aid? Is he a bad guy now? It's like, is he going to turn? Or is he a person who just goes, who goes with the flow and just, you know, doesn't necessarily have a morality in the way that he sees Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Maybe just, just says, one of these guys happy yeah. to get a paycheck. Fighting yeah. for the Republic. And if he b- still believes in the Republic, technically this is an extension of the Republic. That's true. So some of these That's guys true. also like, like Panaka is another example. One of these guys that has along for the ride love of Palpatine was made a moth mm-hmm. and just goes along. Cause he's a true believer in everything that the empire true stands believer. for. Yep. They're so high above it. They don't see, you know, the chaos on the ground. And it's mm-hmm. interesting that that something you mentioned made me think of this because a lot of times they don't call them rebels yet. The Empire mm-hmm. still mostly calls them separatists. Yeah, and I yeah. Think, and and, and I, I'm wondering if you guys think it's because wounds from the Clone Wars are still going to be there. They know, everyone knows, well, separatist equals bad. Right. So if we can just lump them in with that and those damn droids that came and burned your house down... That's an extension to that. They are traitors um, yeah. just using that same language. It's not the same thing at all. Right. Well, or, the language hasn't evolved yet. Yeah. yeah. There, we're not far enough into it that there is a, A, there's not a formal rebellion yet that it's calling yes. itself a rebellion. These, It's like you have, they say partisans, which is, mm-hmm. they say the word partisan, which we know, well, that's what Saw calls his group. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. The, the Harris and Dula's group. They don't say, yes, we are the rebels of Star Wars rebels. They're just, <laughs> well, there is, Bail Organa does have, tell me more about these, these rebels. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, but that's and the title a, card. Very diff- that's a different kind of show. Was there ever any doubt? Um, anyway, moving on, getting an edge up on the competition here, we have uh, Dedra Miro, who asks, I, th- she has such a Star Warsy corporate ask here. She asked for a multi-sector data blend. Yeah. 
What you does never, that you mean? You never got a good nothing. data blend? It means yeah. nothing. <laughs> sounds like what, what a zoo has in the morning before he can even open his eyes. Or it's on page um, six of my deck. It's like, here's this week's data oh, blend. I knew you were going We to are you. tracking we upward on the data blend. We Please, love a no, deck. No, we, we don't. Deck. No, we hate no, a we deck. Don't. Yeah. We love a deck. We don't love a deck. <laughs> Caitlin, don't think, I have not forgotten what you said last week. And I would just say the North remembers. Yo, get off her um, back already. Jeez. Yeah. I am not ranking on her, but I'm promising vengeance. She made an accusation that was SEO based to me last week. Right. And I'm just saying I haven't forgotten. Yeah, okay, I'm going to yeah, wait yeah. until the time is but right. Was and then right. I'm going to I was strike. right. Right. Anyway. Point of view. <laughs> you, so take that. Multi-sector um, data blend. Okay. Yes, so then yeah. this, imp- all of this, she has findings and this impresses Partagas, who I really, I know I go off on him all the time, but I love Anton Lesser and I love him in this episode. Yeah, he's great. Um, how he just looms over all these jerks in this room and he's like, thesis please. And just by using very, um, unlike myself in, in this part of the show, very concise words to just, <laughs> you know, get his point across. Exactly. And he also asks, he's like, do you mind having your integrity ventilated in public? Which, like, So many good lines. What? That? That's like <laughs> Your so integrity brilliant. ventilated so, in public? Yeah, it's so, if something makes it just very Star Wars-y, I don't know, um, but up a level. It's, it's, but, but before she drops her findings, her thesis, as he asks, um, she's, she, it's a success. He's impressed. She gives her the Morlana sector, which includes Ferrix, and this is all over Blevin who's kind of her main adversary in all this. Partagas salutes the provocative exchange of ideas and then on the way out says, good job, watch your back. Uh, how worried should our rebel characters be about how in more in tune than anyone else Dedra Miro is? And how worried should she be about herself? Because I got the fact that Partagas isn't talking about, you know, he's going to screw you over in a... Mm-hmm. You know, on the job, he's just going to kill you. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thoughts on this, Matt Romano? Yeah, I mean, the, the rebels should absolutely fear her. I mean, she's she seems to be incredibly intelligent and ruthless. Fear Dedra Miro because you might end up dead. <laughs> dead, you're going to be, you're going to be dead. <laughs> De- Deirdre, Deirdre, Deirdre. Miro. Just, yeah. Yeah. Deirdre. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, but also, Deirdre I'm pool. not. Anything there? <laughs> No, no, nothing, nothing. No, there. okay, got yeah, it. I nothing had to there. ask. Yeah, strike. Yeah, strike. Matt it. Romano, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm not convinced anyone on this show is necessarily on their side to the end, except maybe Cassian and Mon Mothma. Like anybody else can change sides at any moment. I actually think that she has a lot in common with the rebels and can find beauty in their plan. And my hot take is she's going to switch sides. She's a callus. Yeah. Sound it. You think you think she, you think she's a callus? Yeah, maybe 50-50, But I'll I'll, I like I'll put that. my money down. I like that because man, they could yep. they could use her. Yeah, like how great she's, would she be working for them? You know, if they could she's flip smart, her. Smart. She's yep. got she's got you know the drive. She's got the intelligence. She might have. She might be the total rebel package. <laughs> Welcome to the rebellion, Dedra Miro. Da, 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 yeah, see, da, da, like, I like her. I'm like rooting for her. We're all rooting for you. Yes. Um, I like that take, Matt Romano. <laughs> but you. should she be physically worried about Blevin possibly just killing her? Yes, that too. Okay, why not? Always um, be worried of that guy killing you. That guy's creepy. Yeah, AF. you would know. Yeah. You would. He followed you for years. 
He did. Um, oh no! Yeah, that sounds like a threat follows, more than anything. He still, follow, he yeah. still follows you on Instagram, man. Wow. Um, all right. Cassian returns to Ferrix as Bix says he's all he's ready to pull his usual act. You scam. You borrow. You lie. You disappear. He gives Bix money to pay everyone back. At least that's enough for everybody he owes money to. So that's nice. And though he tries to bring Marva and B two with him after asking for the Luth in contact. He is gone. Is he being smart about doing this or is he being selfish? Caitlin M. Bush. I think it's, I think he himself might worry down the line that he was selfish here, but even Marva tells him at some point, you know, the past and currently this is not your fault, especially his past. This is not your fault. Don't live in, don't live in it. Don't let it completely control your life. I think, I think Cass, this is something that will weigh on him for the years to come until the day that he dies on a beach in Scar- on Scarif. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think he, he's being smart here. He has, a, as we know, a destiny that is greater than what he currently has. And his future is not here as much as it pains him to leave his, his mother figure. Uh, it is, it's and the smart move. And his ex-girlfriend. And his ex-girlfriend. Uh, it is, it's the smart move, really. So you, you, you're saying he has a destiny, you not necessarily potential, but you think he has a, a full on destiny. I mean, uh, we be, I'm cheating saying destiny because we know what happens. Um, yeah, so like I, I can neither confirm <laughs> nor deny whether or not I actually think it is a destiny, but we do know what happens. So we know that then there's a next step. There's a next chapter here that has to happen. Yeah, I know. Even if you were saying that, I think there's support for it. I just really like. I'm, I'm always curious about the, the, you know, destiny versus potential in which one. And I'm not sure with one, which one in real life I believe in either. Mm. So I'm fascinated by things that explore that. Yeah, Matt Romano, same question: selfish or smart? See, I just got to take the other side real quick and say selfish Ooh. because. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. A little now controversy who's on the bottom. On Damn, others. <laughs> But I mean, but Cassian doesn't know this, so you can't blame him for doing what he's doing. I would be doing the same thing if this, if, if I was in his position. But Bix says to him at some point, uh, like makes him aware that like everything is is terrible uh, on Ferrix because of what he did. Yeah, like they're clamping down on on them now because of his actions, and really the entire galaxy is now starting. And we're gonna get into this more later, but like they're starting to clamp down on everyone, and that's he was directly a part of that. So for him to run and kind of like get to live his life with all his money kind of isn't fair to everybody that he just kind of screwed the galaxy. That's a good point, Matt. He also doesn't mm-hmm. just do it. He tries when she puts the blame on him. She says, well, it's they would. It's because of Tim. It's because yeah, of Tim, Tim with two M's. Ugh, He's the reason Tim. he blew the blew the whistle on me if he hadn't. So he actually tries to pass the buck. It's true. Yeah, he's passing the buck. I mean, yeah. and it's to Tim. So we're like. Uh, well, so yeah, like, do we really care about yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim? We clearly don't. No. Um, Tim no, with two Nah, Tim's gone. Bye also, bye, Tim. Did you guys notice that when he he walks into Bix, he, he gives her the shave and a haircut? No. Yes, I did. Oh, no, I did, I did so notice like, that. I'm ex- I was, he gives it at her door and I expected Adria Arona to point to to pop out going, Tim! Cannon, cannon, fire! Let's go. Um, So anyway, we get another flashback. This one is when Ferrix was under Imperial rule. So it's a little later after leaving Canari. We don't see why Clem gets hanged yet, but we see the aftermath of it. 
Marva mentions it as well. We see a squad of clones, and at least I think they're. Cl- I thought they were clones, and I'm thinking that they they look like Phase Three clones to me because of mm-hmm. the design and the lack of paint. And I'm thinking this must be right before the transition over to conscripts, as we saw in Bad Batch. For me, they were well too orderly and had their their shit way too together to be conscripts. So right. I just thought they were clones. Would you agree, Matt Romano? Yeah, I, I would agree. And I honestly, I, I really hope we get to see more of this flashback because the last that we see of it is Cassian like walking towards them with like a club. And yeah. I'd love to see him like bash open a helmet and it's like Tamora Morrison. Like, what did you yeah. do? Yeah. What did and, you yep. do, and my dude? Clem then has to go and help him and that's why he, yep. he gets hanged. I mean, it it is, am, am I right in, in thinking that this is in the age of the Empire? Because the, the Imperial officer there is wearing an Imperial uniform that didn't look like a Republic uniform and he wasn't a Tamora Morrison. So, yeah. I mean, it has to be the the early days, yeah. you know, the, yeah, early, what, what we're like, seeing in Bad Batch, the bad, like, what we saw yeah. in Bad Batch. Bad I'm also yeah. like, like cross hair is right off the screen. Uh, Caitlin yeah, Bush. Exactly. Well, I'm also you saying the, the you know, the, everything with the club. I immediately also for some reason, the the scene in which Mon Mothma is with our buddy Luthen and they're going. She's returning her husband's gift because he didn't like it blah 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 and he tries to say oh maybe this one is a little bit more to his taste and holds up the club and he says something along the lines of has anyone ever made a weapon that wasn't used that stuck with me really hard so you mentioning a club again and him holding something very similar to that it's yeah both the the physical weapon that's being held and every single person in this series is a weapon Every single one of them is just a little tiny time bomb waiting to waiting to have their potential and waiting to go off at the last second. And people mm-hmm. are, and for Luthen, people are weapons. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's also so he, of course he has all of these people. It's like Vel is a weapon. Cassian is another weapon. He's going to use them. And not only is he proffering the club, which evokes Cassian's club later, it's the Utapauan club for enthusiasts. But also it's when he says <laughs> a weapon that hasn't been used. I, I, I was going to get into this later, but I'll get into it now. He's thinking many moves ahead. And for him, something like he might not know about the Death Star, but the Empire being capable of something like that mm-hmm. is already well on his radar. Yes. He knows mm-hmm. if they can, they will. And it's only a matter of time. That's yeah. the feeling I got when he said that line. It immediately made me think Death Star. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, Caitlin and Bush, I want to talk about this. This was something that you mentioned before we started recording. Mm. It was a scene that really stuck out to you and it really stuck out to me as well. Cassian has this amazing scene with Marva, who's generally, once again, Fiona Shaw just rules every scene she's in. And she says she's not leaving. He wants her and B2 to go with them, but she's done running. Um, I'll run no longer. Um, She's been inspired by the heist. The galaxy is standing up and I love that she's inspired by this, not even knowing that Cassian was a part of it. Yeah. She's inspired by it. And she tells Cassian to let his sister go. It's a fantasy. Don't look for her. And then they have a loaded exchange. I won't have peace. I'll be worrying about you all the time. That's just love. Nothing you can do about that. Thoughts on this exchange, Caitlin and Bush? I think it, it really sums up so much of what we all love about Star Wars is that this this series is more than anything about the the relationships and the power that we allow the people in our lives to to have over us um between family between friends between chosen family and 
it, it, I think I'm getting the impression we're really not going to learn that much more about Marva and Cassian and the time that they spent together when he was growing up. I I wish that that were something that we were going to get more of. That really is the the power giving someone your love and receiving their love back does ultimately give them the power to 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 worry you and to occupy your thoughts all the time and for someone like Cassian who is on the run who has maybe tried to put up all of these walls who over time is trying to rid himself of all of these relationships that's a very big deal and I feel like he's going to leave Marva he's really not going to feel much of anything else until the second that we see him in Rogue One and he gets this new group of humans and creatures who he starts to feel for again. And once he does start to feel for them, once he goes back for Jenner, so once he builds all of these relationships, then they die. And I'm very emotional about that. It's fine. <laughs> it's a big theme in Star Wars in general because the dark side uses this to its advantage all the time. Look at I'm worried about you all the time. That's just love. Well, what's that's a major part of Anakin turning, isn't it? Yeah. Worried about yeah. losing the love, the 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 ownership of of Padme and whatever else. There was real love there too, but worrying about what will happen causes that. Luke going back to save his friends and empire. They use that as a tactic, yeah. hurting his friends to lure him back because he's worried. And there's nothing you can do. And that's a power that the dark side doesn't have, but they can exploit it yep. in others. And we see it in all three of the trilogies and pretty much it's a, it's a huge thing and it's worth a, It's worth it though. I'd say it's, what are you going to do? It's the opposite is being how Cassian is now being like, and he's miserable well, I'm out for myself or being an early period Han Solo uh, between Hans loving Kira and, and where we pick up with him, you know, whatever that period was, that's no way to live. Okay. Well, with that, I'm happy to say it's once again time to play the game that is burning up the internet. As Ooh, always, oh, that's oh. right. People love this game. They love it even more than my polls. Welcome back <laughs> to What Didn't I Miss? So, Caitlin, welcome back to What Didn't I Miss? Happy to have you. Thank you, Brian. Happy to be here. Matt Romano, happy to have you as always. Welcome to the Oh, game. always a pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure to have you. I got to tell you. Always. Thank you. It thank really you. Is. Say. Uh, it wouldn't You're be so what welcoming. didn't I miss yeah. without Matt Romano. Uh, people tell me that <laughs> hey, all the time. Hey, 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 everybody. Say, happy agree. to be here. Now, what we're going to do, here's how we play the game. You might say, what didn't I miss? Well, what are the rules? What are the rules? What are the rules? Well, I'll tell you. Um, a list of Easter eggs and references are going to be, from this episode, going to be run down by me. I'm going to rattle them off rapid fire at Caitlin and Bush, and she will give each one a yay or an <sighs> Matt Romano with his trusty pen and pad. will tally all of them up. And when we're done, we'll see how it all stacks up. It's a game that really has no point where everyone wins. No one loses. Everything's great. and Nothing hurts. Yay. Caitlin and Bush, are we ready? I am ready. Matt Romano, are you ready with pen and pad? All right, well, here we go. Colonel Ularin. Yay. Stormtroopers, shore troopers, probe droids, a mouse droid, and a star destroyer. Yay. NX model droids like K2SO. Yay. Not him, but same model. Yay. 
Yay! Yeah, I knew that would get one. Reference to the Grand Vizier, who is Masameda, the other side of the Emperor from Sly Moore. Yay, unfortunately. Phase yeah, right. three style clones, we think. Uh, yay! Because we're so yeah, unsure. Right, go. You know. Reference to Ord <laughs> Mandel, planet we visit often in the Bad Batch and the home base of Sid. Ah. Eh. Oh. You're just doing it because of the perfect score so far. Biggs confirms having had a relationship with Cassian prior to the events of this show. Also, there's a woman named Wendy in Cassian's bed towards the end. Yay. Yep. Ow, ow. Ah, called it. The judge makes a reference to a massive, which are the big lizard dogs seen on Tatooine and Geonosis recently featured on the Book of Boba Fett. Yay. In the gallery, we see a powered-down Gungan shield. Excuse me. Oh. Oh, yay. Taraman, Gorn, and Nemec confirmed dead, only survivors of the heist, Cassian, Vel, and Sinta. Mm. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to give it a yay. good info to have. I know, I don't want to give it a yay, <laughs> but I'll give it a very, uh, mm, yay. Okay, uh. that's it, Matt Romano. I'm feeling good about this. How do we do? Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, you know, I didn't make a single mark. You were not. You were not. I didn't make counting. a single mark. This you, episode. You're not. You're not telling. <laughs> I can you tell you there was yet. one. Eh. I really wasn't actually. What? I usually what the do. Hell? <laughs> this is going really I just well. Just wasn't paying attention. Okay, he was so I was paying attention to what you were saying. By, he was so I was actually captivated by the thing. Matt, to quote Loki, you had one job. <laughs> I was actually kept I was thinking about all the things. I was no, I was you, playing the game too this you week. Were, you yeah. were thinking about food. Okay, one, I heard some two, nays. three, yeah. four, five, there was six, one, seven, eight, there was one nine a. yays and one nay. That's how it goes. Uh, That's what yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Um well Sorry, anyway, guys. as always, uh, well. fun is where you find it. I had a good time. <laughs> Listeners, if you enjoyed playing this game, Check out the home version that you can now buy nowhere. Um, and that's the thing. All you need is a pen and paper and a little imagination. You can play it with your yeah. friends. It's fun. Um, and as always, everyone wins. So that has been another scorching round of What Didn't I Miss? Okay. Oh, I love this game. It's great. Back, back to the, people love it. Love it. People love go it. nuts over it. Nuts. Yeah. People stop me in the street and they're like, look. I don't listen to the rest How do you of the do podcast. It? I only tune in for what didn't I miss? I go to the uh, beach and people kick copies of the home version yep. of what didn't I miss in my face. Wow. At okay. The beach. Mon Mothma is back. She's not very happy with Luthen, and now she's having to take the next step and work with someone named Tay Colma. Um, I immediately thought of our listener, this is the Tay, and wondering if they're going to change their, their Twitter handle to this is the take all or whatever. They always <laughs> well, now, now they're going to, yeah. Um, because Mon Mothman needs access to her family funds. First, she says that only three people know the truth of what her real deal is, and she's going to tell him. It's not her husband, because Mr. Mothma knows nothing about her and in general. he's He knows nothing. Um, and she actually says he's not to be trusted. So I'm thinking, wow, separate, separate bedrooms, right? With those two? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or at least a big pillow and in the middle. it's not I because one of them snores. Um, I'm thinking <laughs> that the three she's talking about, one of them is obviously Luthen. If I had to make an educated guess about the other two, I'd say they are Bale and Brea Organa. Mm. Um, okay. Does she count herself as one by, of those three? 
is my question. I'd say no because she has to count Bale and Brea. <laughs> because fair. I mean, for the, the in terms of the, I mean, they could toss book canon anytime they want, but in terms of the book Leia, Princess of Alderaan, that has already happened, and Bale and Brea already know. Great. So she has been working on them the whole time. So I would I would like to think that they'd keep that in mind, but not necessarily. Matt Romano, do you think do you think that's what it is, or are we just throwing the book out the window here? I think we're throwing the book out the window. Yeah. Matt said chaos. Okay, so Mon Mothma, she says that she's looked at by the Empire as an irritation, which is good because they have no idea what she really does. It's a lie, a projection, and as she says... I've learned from Palpatine. I show you the stone in my hand. You miss the knife at your throat. Thoughts on this, another boffo line, and whether or not you think it's wise to trust this one Mr. Tay Colma, Caitlin M. Bush. I want to trust him. Um, and considering that, that you know, we know how successful Mon Mothma is in a lot of her upcoming endeavors with this soon-to-be rebellion, I, I would hope that she does have at least one person, one old friend, who she can trust that's not her really crappy husband. So you'd say that she's a good judge of character and this isn't necessarily the moment where she learns to be a good judge of character because Tay Colma can't be trusted and she finds out. I would hope, I'm getting the impression that that's where your head is at. However, I I'm, would- I don't want it to be. I want to trust him. Right. I, I would like to think that maybe she's been through enough by now to learn that she needs to behave as her enemy in order to beat them with the knife yeah. and the stone and all of that uh, in order to, to make this successful. She's already I've made her screw ups. I love that. I, I really hope that's right. Matt Romano, thoughts on this? Thoughts on take home? Yay or nay? Uh, I mean, my mind my, my just goes to the worst place for all these characters in this show. So, it. like, you know, like he's going to betray her or he is going to be a confident and he and, and Mon Mothma is going to have to throw him under the bus or he's going to die. But I don't know. It's not going to end well for this cat. Let me tell you, whether good or bad. You don't refer to people well, as my cats guess. enough anymore. That's what is, good. What is he I a, don't. You know, we don't. What is yeah. he a... A, a, a jazz side man. I think, in, in I, think so. I think so. <laughs> this crazy cat, this he's crazy in trouble. Cat. This guy. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to move on. Um, Caitlin, <laughs> what you said about her adopting some of the tactics of the enemy brings me to the scene with Luthen, which is another loaded scene. Every scene in this episode there's is loaded. So many um, po- politics. There's so there's just, there's so much um, there. There is, there is so very much. Um, <laughs> She says they keep going on like this. People will suffer because this escalation that you already talked about is, you know, this is what he wants. It's something that Dedra also, we've said, they know it's going to, it's going to play into the rebel hands. This is what they want, this kind of escalation, because he knows this is going to force people to rise up and pay attention. It's only going to be this escalation that does it. But that comes with people suffering. And his response is, that's the plan. So Mm. I guess it's a needs of the many outweigh the dot, dot, dot kind of thing. But also it is necessary, isn't it? I mean, it's a it's rough and it's cold. But is it not necessary? Caitlin and Bush. There's no good answer to it. And that's the beauty of this show. It's exploring all of these gray areas where our, our quote unquote heroes are not perfect people. And that will continue on into Rogue One. And it's it is necessary. Once again, you know, we look into our 
our magic ball that is just the rest of this franchise from here on out. Uh, on some levels, whatever he has planned, all of this, abil- this ability to be really harsh for, you know, the, the needs, the many, et cetera, et cetera, it works. It does work, and I, I really do think it's necessary. And I think that I, I'd like to think anyway, we don't really know what he's made of. But if part of that is for the greater good, the greater good, um, if Luthans like to save this entire system and to pull this off, I myself have to die, he would do it. He would make mm-hmm. the sacrifice play. Yeah. He would. Say, he's saying, yes, that's yeah. what we want. He's fine to sacrifice other people and put them on the line. I think he would also sacrifice himself. Would you agree, Matt Romano? Oh yeah, he would definitely sacrifice himself. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna do whatever it takes to to get people off the bench because I think that what he's really trying to do here is he's trying to make everyone suffer because everybody's got to realize what's going on around them. Like goes back to what Nemec said in his uh, his uh, in his um manifesto. Goes back to what Nemec said in his manifesto. Not the Mucci that, like you know manifesto. not the Mucci festo the manifesto. When it was like they, you know, the empire is doing so many things that it's like blinding everybody to what's really going on and the takeover of the galaxy. And it's like bring that suffering to the galaxy and open everybody's eyes to what's going on around them. The slow, the slow grip rather than the immediate. Exactly. That's the means to the end. Pay pay attention. It's like stand up. And the way to do that, I guess, is physically having them slapped in the face, physically have them, you know, a tough, incredibly unfair prison sentence. Every it's it's suffering. Well, if that's the only thing that wakes people up, then that's what we're going to do, because everyone's comfortable. They're complacent, especially if they're rich. Um, yeah, yeah, they're, exactly. They're even slightly well off. They're complacent. Yeah. And he's trying to jar. This is jarring them out of that complacent. That's a really good point. Matt Romano. Well, you know, I'm point. just uh, reading like, between the lines. I like, here, no, I like this. I like this. <laughs> this 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 what you got going on here. OK, um, we get a check in with Vel. Um, she's now going after Cassian uh, to clip that loose end so we can look forward to her possibly catching up with him where he ends up. Um, Cyril Karn is back, worry not, um, and he has a new shit job thanks to Uncle Harlow. Do we still have tailoring. Met? Yeah, we haven't yeah. met and, and probably maybe won't. Oh, it's but, coming. But he's still tailoring. Edie notices it, his mom, how his collar... Um, is raised. And there's this yeah. interesting thing where it transitions from his collar to Dedra's collar. I'm like, well, he's really unsuccessful and she's very successful. Interesting. Oh, she has interesting. Yeah. Yeah. His mother says the collar screams, I am desperate for approval. Um, <laughs> Ouch. Um, Uncle Hollow's come through, gets him an interview and Cyril gets the job pretty much by being honest, but it's not a great job. He, it's some kind of severance crossed with Brazil and he's in like a, a multi-sided cube. If a cubicle had more than four sides, he's stuck. I, I was going to call it an octagonable. He's not in a cubicle. He's in an octagonable. Good. There we go. Cannon, cannon fire. The um, octagonable farm. He's in his octagonable. Yeah. Do you think the last shot of him, he's, he's just looking up. Is he saying, oh, I'm so miserable in this octagonable? Or is he seeing a little thing? Hey, this guy arrested on this beach planet. And he's switching into Alicia Silverstone mode. I love you, Nick, and you love me. You're sick. And the crush is like, there he is. It's the latter. I couldn't tell which one. You think it's that, Caitlin Ambush? I think it's the latter. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So he's off to Neomos? Well, and he says he says in this episode, you know, he will do anything to clear his name. Yeah. 
anything to clear his name. Yeah. Matt Romano, you think he's Cyril Karn in the Octagonal is seeing action on Nemos <laughs> and is ready to uh, get, get a ready getting ready rag. Oh yeah, he is going, and you know what? He's probably going to meet up with um, Vel. Vel, yeah, Vel's going to be like, there. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors yep. about who gets to kill <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, the three of them are going to come buddies, and here comes our new ragtag group of redlers. Well, all of this is because, no. well, now Cyril Karn can, can go jump off a, a rock. Um, ah, but if this is a three-episode yeah. arc again, I'm presuming that Vel will eventually find Cassian on the beach planet Neomos, where he is enjoying women and drink, and then gets charged without any evidence for something he actually didn't do. He's pulled no. a lot, enough, far enough to be locked up for sure, but that's Cassian Andor, and he's going by the name Keith Girgo. <laughs> oh, okay. Keith A Larry Jerry Gengrich situation going on. Boy. And last I checked, Keith Girgo hasn't done anything wrong. No. But I thought this was a nice bit of, well, here's the kind of crap they're fighting against because he just gets six years instantly with almost no mm-hmm. evidence Thanks to a shore trooper voiced by Sam Witwer, I believe. And oh, he's amazing. just told, and, and the judge, he's like, this isn't fair. And the judge says, take it up with the emperor. And that's Sorry, it. buddy. So he's off for six years. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on, on, on this little moment, Caitlin and Bush? Uh, horrifying. And it's, once again, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the noose tightening quickly instead of, of all, uh, instead of slowly. I mean, they say, when the judge says, you know, this used to be a six month sentence, which why was it six months in the first place? He did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's like, may, may we remind you judge that he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything. <laughs> doesn't matter. This is the corruption of the empire. This is, this is what's going to get people to rise up and rebel in mass over time. And so this is something that we will now see poor Cassian have to have to deal with. And Neomos mm-hmm. is famous for their for profit prisons. So they really uh, of course, yes. Thoughts on this, Matt Romano, or thoughts on anything else in this episode that you love that I haven't touched on? Well, I I love the Neomos. I loved the I love beach planets in Star Fun. Wars. Now, love the music that was playing. They played in it the over scene. the credits too. Yeah, all the loved aliens. That. Uh, <laughs> yep, loved um you know loved the K two S O droid because you know like getting a glimpse of them and like seeing how terrifying they are. Like I, I love now, like we're going to get to see a lot more of them leading up to, I would imagine the reprogramming of, uh, of, you know, of, K2. of K2SO. Um, but really what we struck out here is again, going back to Cassian, like he put himself in this position. Like the reason why the sentence has jumped up to six years is because of his actions yeah. stealing their money. So it's like he almost like screwed himself here. Yeah. It wasn't for him. Andor, Cassian Andor screwed over Keith Girgo. <laughs> he sure did. Because it wasn't because like all his actions are kind of like coming back to him. He can't escape it. Like he is in this fight since he was six years old. There we go. Because it keeps pulling him back in. You know, <laughs> he can't get I out. I'd say it's destiny. Destiny. Caitlin and Bush, general thoughts on on this episode or anything that hasn't been touched on yet from you? No, it's just there's so much. Uh, politicking in this. It's very, yeah. uh, you know, the Empire gather around their little round table talking about, using words that don't really mean anything, but you know that they sound important. Uh, this is a trend. Words that you would see, you know, corporate talk that you'd yeah. see on a deck. This is a, like, this now is, we're going to read this form to you. <laughs> on a deck. This, is a, this yeah. is a transitional episode, like you said, and it's it's the beginning of this next 
trio. And I think this is the lead up to Cassian formally joining the rebellion. I still personally am hoping for a, a true K2SO cameo. We'll see if I get it. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was hard. And, and listeners can probably guess by the um, quality of, of these awful questions this week that this was a hard episode to kind <laughs> like, of come on. break down in a lot of ways because it just it's a lot and it just washes uh, washed over me. And I just like, wow, that was great. I don't even know where to start. Favorite character of the episode, Matt Romano. Cyril Karn. Oh, Working in the octable, the uh, octagonable. What is this yeah. relationship? Yeah. <laughs> I just think he's going to have a moment. You know, it's coming. You know, he, in this episode, he's back in his room and he's like waiting for the sun and uh, the sun didn't come today. You know, it was a bad day for, you know, you know what he's going to have instead of a moment. What's that? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> or a cool death. You know, cool death could be a cool no, moment. It's not even going to be cool. It's just going to be a death. <laughs> <laughs> and also uh, Mon Mothma because she's she's wonderful and I love her. And then she's oh that whole bit with the smile. smile. She's totally talking she's to smile. So, she smile. Yeah, they kept that was the recurring uh, word in this whole episode. Yeah, Jessica Jones loved would not it. Be happy. Um, <laughs> Mon Mothma and Cyril Karn talk about a real yin yin and yang. Um, Caitlin and Bush favorite character of the episode. Uh, Marva. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. B two um, emo for for runner up there. He just B2 wanted emo. he wanted to be a part of the conversation so much, and no one would let him. Yeah, you know it's going to be interesting if Dedra is going to be is now in charge of the Morlana sector, including Ferrix. That means mm. even though Cassian's off of Ferrix, Dedra's going to be going to Ferrix, and I still don't think we've seen the end. Uh, of I hope not. Picks. Yeah, that's a good head to head there. Yeah. Yep. Well, with that, we're going to go to break, but we're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. Don't turn us off. This is Vanessa Marshall, and you're listening to Return of the Pot, a podcast about Star Wars. May the Force be with you. And as always, many boats. We're back, and that's going to take us into real talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. Hello and welcome back to Ed OG, who wrote to me on Twitter after recently finding this show. Uh, they liked the old show, listened to the old show, didn't know this one was happening. So another another lost listener. Um, <sighs> those are my favorite. Uh, coming back. back. Yeah, I, I love getting those. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they're catching up and trying to wa- watch and, and, and keep up with Andor at the same time. Uh, so, so happy to have you back. Many listeners sent in ideas of what Muppet Matt's Red Blades voice turned into. <laughs> we had Rach, I love this. Yeah, yes. this turned into a whole thing. Rach D suggested Sam yeah. the Eagle, but I think that's, Rach, I think that's more me than Matt. That is excellent. I feel my job is to make sure this program is morally upright and cultural and wholesome. Yeah, but he's, he's got the, uh, I don't know. Yeah. He's low, you know. Sam's it's low. One of, he is one of, that's our compliance guy is a lot. Not, a, yeah, not as grog, <laughs> you know, rough. Russ Greller and, of course, a friend of the show, Thomas Rochester, and some and, and other people as well put in their vote for Bobo Bear. Today we're going to be talking about personal hygiene with power tools. And I, <laughs> yeah, think, I think that, that's close. That's kind of the closest. Yeah. I was thinking it's probably yeah. like um, Ralph or mixed with a little Dr. Teeth, but Bobo Bear is kind of really 
No, I think if you get Bobo Bear Animal. Animal drum? Yes. Drum! 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 And San the Eagle. Combine them in a, in a them in a weird... I believe it was Rejected Clone Trooper yeah. Wanker who pointed out Animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's definitely yeah. A, a lot of Animal Look, in there. Look, there is not a bad Muppets <laughs> choice. You know it. That's the moral of this no. story. No. Yes, no matter what some people might expect me to say, there are no bad Muppet choices. <laughs> Also on Twitter, Dean Moore thinks the stranger on the Rings of Power is Zero the Hut in disguise. Oh, no. <laughs> and quote. Oh, no. Um, that would be weird, but who knows what that show's going to do. Sure. Um, Dean yeah. Moore, I, he's wrote it on a completely unrelated tweet in my thing, but I saw that. I was like, okay, they, they must listen to <laughs> You tickled his fancy. podcast listener. Um, uh. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty, I think they've made it all too obvious who the stranger is. Um but second, second on that list, absolutely. Zero the Hut. I fell in a crater. Now I'm with the half foot. Oh, no. Listener Jace <laughs> Noldner, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that, asked on Twitter about High Republic Phase 1 reading order, what to read next after Light of the Jedi. The quick answer is Into the Dark by Claudia Gray. After that, consult the High Republic section on StarWars.com and you'll find their chronological list, which includes the trades of both comic series and all the little one-offs and everything, all of it in the mix. There's a whole High Republic section on StarWars.com that has that chronology, and they know far better than I do. So go and check that out, and you get beautiful pictures and all that. It's great. For our voicemail of the week and other possible real talk from the website, we're gonna, that's right, get ready with the horses because it's time to throw it over to Mailman Matt. Yeah. Matt. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Am I happy? everybody. A little bit of yee, a little, little bit of on the mailbag. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Settle down, horsey. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, am I happy this week? Uh, you are happy. We continue to get a lot of feedback since we've been making a bigger push to ask for it. Since so, my fire uh, across the galaxy. Ask and you shall receive. fire across the galaxy. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, I can't read every message and, and every voicemail, but this week's picks, we have a message in the mailbag. Oh. Um, and this comes from Matt Roberto. And Matt Roberto says, love the pod since the old show. My kids and I love listening while we're either driving around town or doing Lego sets. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. We had to stop playing in the house, though, because sometimes Brian goes off the rails when Exegol comes up. Totally understand that as well. I have no uh, idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so what Matt really wants to know, great name, by the way, he wants to know why Caitlin does not like Titanic. Um, and that's interesting because I, I forgot that Caitlin had had not like Titanic. I you had forgotten Titanic, that I had. Caitlin? She doesn't think it's bad. She just doesn't like it. Right. Right. Okay. I, I don't I forgot that I had spoken about this on the show previously. I just I I don't enjoy it. I think it is too long. I think it is incredibly sad um, to the point of like yeah, being yeah, yep. being uh, un, unnecessarily sad. Even though it's a tragedy, so you would like but the ship to, sinking is you cool. You think it should it's be cool. more of it should have more comedic moments. No, I just I don't enjoy it. <laughs> And uh, there was still, I know I am not the only no. dang person in the entire universe to have this. Sorry. Just there's, there's room on the fricking door. It's just, I just, I'm the 12 millionth person to say that, but I just, I don't like Titanic. I've watched it once. I will never watch it again. 
Okay. Wow. All right, well, my heart will go on with uh, that review. So, <laughs> Shots uh, that's fired. Good. Hopefully not at the bow of the Titanic. Caitlin, I think you'd enjoy it if it's as it's tilting down. Jar Jar's trying to, oh, Misa, trying to get up there. Jack Dawson, help Misa. Oh, if he's like my. that, added in. Those laughs would, I think that would turn you right around. It would make it a whole lot less sad. That's yeah, maybe. True. Yep. And then you see him frozen to death in the water. And we're back. Anyway. I'm going to need so a green light a... on this. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got, Matt? So anyway, we have, uh, thank you, Matt Roberto. He also says you guys are the greatest podcast in the galaxy. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Aww, we really appreciate you, it. Hey. Now on to this week's voicemail. Oh, okay? that's right. Uh, Ooh. Which comes from Amy. Amy dropped us a voicemail, and here's what she had to say. Fire it up, Azu. Hey, um, my name is Amy. I'm a big fan of your show. I have an idea for a spinoff of Andor that I would watch the heck out of. It's Luthen's shop, okay, his little art dealer place, except it's kind of like Pawn Stars. It's like a Star Wars reality show, and it revolves around, like, how he got all the stuff that's in his shop, and, like, random aliens come by and try to sell him stuff uh, for his shop. Um, I would love that it would be awesome and that's amy everybody amy i have two words to say green light (laughs) and another two words yes please that would be see i also think this is a great idea to to add to our our list of star wars procedurals we want to see oh so just a luthan is he's in every episode he's not like the lead of every episode but each one is a new how did he get each thing in the gallery? Sometimes an adventure or something like that. I love it. And then we get cameos from sm- famous smugglers too. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, but I like it as a trashy reality show. Yeah. I like it as like someone behind the desk and the door just swings open every day, like an antique road show. And somebody walks in with like R5. Chaos. <laughs> you know? and it's like, I'm selling R5 this week. How is antiques road show trash? <laughs> it's, it's, it's its own it's type its of own trash. It's its own type of trash. You know? We have to I mean, acknowledge that. You, yeah. you, I feel like you're about to take a dig at like Canadian pickers or something. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you better they're be all careful. about trash, right? Better, it's all trash in the end. One man's no, trash is another man's trash. treasure, y'all. Yeah. You better be careful because exactly. you start going after Canada geeses. <laughs> <laughs> They'll come after you. Well, get, I love this. You're going to get the letter Kenny question. crowd angry. Ooh, Matt. <laughs> what, 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 uh, what, would, what would you like to bring into the shop and sell? Ooh. Any any item in the Star Wars universe? What would be like a random item you would sell, we, we would see in this this show? I think a a incredibly old vintage bottle of Spotchka. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You'd want to like sell a little, it to him? Yeah. She wants to walk in or buy it. Yeah, whatever. I, I would, I'd I would sell, I would sell it to him and make a ton of credits. Yeah. I, okay. I, what do you bring in the bring into the store, Brian? I, I'd sell him a couple of lackluster mugs from our shop. <laughs> there you go. And I would yeah, trade them because I don't want those. Yeah. But I would trade right. them. I'd be like, "What's your kyber crystal situation? What are we working? Oh yeah, what's the? You know, he's got yeah. like, the crystals. Get go to I the want, back and get the crystals. Yeah, I want like ten or fifteen or twenty. If he has a working lightsabers from all across yep. the eras, I I would spend a lot of money in his shop. If it's anything like Doc Ondar's, um, and then I just want to sit and just talk to him. I'd want to talk to Luthen just about the rebellion. I then want to. It's like okay. Just change it up and talk to Stellan Skarsgård about his career and everything else. <laughs> everything about this I love. So, Matt Romano, yeah, what, what are you yeah. buying or selling? What are you hucking? 
Hawking. I don't know about Hawking. I think maybe like a, a maybe like an instrument or something. Maybe like Droopy McCool's mm. uh, flute, you know, or loincloth that he wears. I think Smells loincloth like is the vanilla. way to go. You'd want to yeah. buy those. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, okay. or bring him in the cell. It's art. Don't ask me what happened to Droopy, but uh, I'll bring in his <laughs> items to sell them. Yeah. No one was going to ask you. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, just yeah. That's and it. with that, that's what I would do. <laughs> what about count? But Dooku? I love it. Thanks if for the voicemail, Amy. Count Thank Dooku's you. Cape. If you saw it there, would you would you want to buy it? Count Dooku's cape. Oh yeah, I'm a, I love capes, and you know you know I love a good cape room, like one. Thanks, we Amy. Be careful. Yeah, we, 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 they're putting Legos together with the kids. We don't want this to turn oh, into yeah, sorry. a cloak yeah, room sorry. discussion. Oh, Matt Roberto, I'm so sorry. Okay, Matt, is that kids. it for the mailbag? Yeah. That's it for the mailbag! Cue the horses. Horsey. Okay. With that, we're going to F off to a beach planet, but join us next week where we'll continue to cover and or... I've been in this fight since I was six years old. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Return of the Pod. You can also visit our website at returnofthepod.net where you can leave voicemails. Visit returnofthepod.store where you can buy all kinds Ooh. of merchandising. Merchandising. <laughs> merchandising. 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 You can also find us directly every once in a while. Caitlin and Bush, you can be found where? I can be found at at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M. Bush like the beard, not like the presidents. Good luck. Matt Romano, you can be found where? You can find me on Twitter at, at Matt Romano, M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. And I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N-S as in Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke him if you got him. Take a shivy and remember, hope is like the solder. You only believe in it when you can see it. We'll never make it through the night. Many boats and be the spot. <laughs>